bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. just hate that one thing happens and it completely and totally throws off your day one thing now I could complain about it but I can't I could get upset about it but I'm not so here's what I'm doing I have this thing in my brain today about things that are juxtaposed. By the way, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Okay. I have this thing in my brain about juxtapositions, right? And things kept popping into my head. And I'm one of those people where I'm wired to do the same stuff all the time. It's kind of arcane. It's kind of old school, but I absolutely love it, right? I like doing things in a certain way because it helps me remember all the things that I have to do. However, when I'm thrown off, it just completely and totally jacks my day. Take today, for instance. So for those of you that don't know, I have a LinkedIn account. 
And so when I go on LinkedIn, I always go on LinkedIn live while I'm doing my show. And so I always have fun because I'm able to go live on LinkedIn like I am right now. But the issue is when I play my open, no, no, when I, yeah, when I play my open and the news, right, the news comes, you know, end of Tory Show news, then my open. That gives me literally about three, three and a half minutes. Now, being a creature of habit, I have to plan that. So when it's shorter, it kind of makes me rush. And then I forget to do stuff because, you know, I'm just like that. However, when I forget to do stuff, I literally forget to do stuff. So it's funny because internally, I'm not really bothered by it. I'm like, okay, there's no news. Big deal. But my brain is like, oh, I got to do this, 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 this. And instead of calming down and say, do this, then this, right? I just try to do everything at one time and then I forget like two or three things. So today I I did it. I said, okay, there's no news. I was like, oh. There's no news. You know, I did my melodramatic, creative, on-air talent thing. Oh, my God. I love oh, why didn't you tell me that? Right? It was no big deal. So so we were having a laugh about it, right? So then I did it, and I had everything set up. I looked around, and I was like, bet. Then I went, oh, I forgot something. So I asked somebody, hey, can you grab that? They grabbed it for me. I said, thank you. Thank you, DJ Brother Z. And all that, right? So I was set. Great. And I went to set my computer up on the ledge where if you're on, you're watching me right now. And when I sat it there, my finger hit the button and I went off. And I went, really? Now, when if, if somebody else messes something up, uh, I don't get all bent out of shape. But when I do it, I'm like, idiot. Are you kidding? And so as I'm setting up the beginning of the broadcast, that's what I did. And so now I'm looking at it and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Am I talking negatively to myself or am I, what, what is that? But then sometimes I talk positive to myself and it works. Had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago who was trying to tell me how I was talking about something that had to do with me. I shouldn't do that. And I said, well, first, why is that any of your business, right? Second, that's how I speak to me. I motivate me the way I motivate me. You you can't tell me not to speak about me my way because that's what motivates me, right? I remind myself. And and let let me show you the example. I was ordering something, and I told the person I couldn't eat it because I have type 2 diabetes, so I can't eat that. And the person said, well, you know, intimated it because I don't remember the whole conversation. They intimated, well, you shouldn't talk about yourself like that. You should talk positive that I don't have diabetes. I said, I'm not one of those people that lives like that. I'm not one of those people that, 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 that talks positive all the time. That's a generational thing that I don't do because I can draw on my experiences and figure out how I'm going to make it. One of the ways is to remind myself, hey, dude, 
you got type 2 diabetes, don't eat that. If you don't want to have type 2 diabetes, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And that's what drives me to go, I'm going to beat this. I got it. Other people aren't wired that way. They have to think and speak positively about everything. Unfortunately for me, life's not like that. I think what happens is people live in this juxtaposed world. They, they look at differences, they choose one, and they disregard the other. That's dangerous. That can be very dangerous. For instance, think about yes and no. Yes, I always want people to say yes. I want to be positive. Say yes. Well, no is not a negative. You might use it as a negative. Hey, mommy, can I go run across the street on the highway? No. Oh, you don't love me. You're being negative. Uh, Actually, I'm keeping you alive. So it's not the word. It's the use of it. What about up and down? Not everything. You shouldn't be down. You should always be up. Well, actually, no. My A1C should be down. It shouldn't be up. Up is not good. It's perspective and how you use it. What about left and right? I mean, it's okay to turn right, but if you're in the left lane, that's a problem. If you turn a left from the right lane, that's a problem. What about big and small? I never really understood big and small because my brain is wired to quantify everything. When you say big, how big is it? Six foot one, six foot five? Five foot two? Like what? And if you're five foot two and someone is three feet one, is the one that's five foot two the big one? (laughs) I mean, right? Perspective. What about wet and dry? What about sweet and sour? Should I go into that hole of sweet versus bitter? Is it bitter or sour? Is sweet, is the opposite of sweet, sour or bitter? Well, grammatically, what's the word I'm looking for? Scientifically, it would be bitter. I guess. And then somebody used this one, fat and skinny. You have to quantify all these things. And the problem with being juxtaposed is that if you don't qualify it or put a number on it, you're going to miss what people are saying. You're going to miss what people are trying to tell you. What about dark and light? The black race has always had an issue with skin tone, which is a whole other show. I don't even know who I would get to come in to talk about light versus dark in the black race, but I don't want to cause too many fights. But out of all that, there's only one instance that causes differences, personal strife, political strife, wars, rumors of wars. There's only one difference between people, which is actually the most common difference we have in the world. But yet we tend to fight about those things. Now, you would think all of these things would make you choose, but this one juxtaposition will cause one person to kill somebody else. And it's unfortunate because if we could just fix this one thing, literally the world will be a better place.
Unfortunately, all of the negative things in the world have come down to two things. Black and white. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. All right, so I have a problem. It's a cooking problem. And and I don't know if anybody will agree with me. So it's it's kind of simple. It's a very easy issue. But when I brought it up, I got screamed and hollered at, where's my paper? Okay. I got screamed and hollered at, I'm not going to tell you who hollered at me, Kyle. I'm not going to tell you who actually raised their voice at me, Kyle, because we had a difference of opinion. Well, he really didn't, but, you know, being melodramatic and all. Um, so I have a question. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I, I, I got I to gotta tell you. I'm in the cooking mode. I'm not a really good cook, but what I do cook, I cook well. All right? So I'm just trying to figure out this one question that nobody seemed to have the answer to. So I asked the question, and I got an answer. And I think it was simple, but I want to ask you, before you cook chicken, do you wash it? Do you rinse it off? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. So simple question. All I need to know is yes or no. Do you wash your chicken before you cook it? That's it. I had questions about whether or not you should do it, and I've heard both, and I heard no. Now, Dion the Nine said, H-E double hockey sticks, yes. But do you? Before you cook your chicken, now we know we're about to go what? Outside, and we're about to barbecue. Fourth of July is coming up. Um, we've got all sorts of things going on, and I and I I think it's one of the things that we have to remember. Sir Chant said no, but I, I want you to call me because I need an explanation. 
I don't want to have to read it. 833-212-1017 is the number because after after I do, I'm going to tell you what I thought. I'm going to tell you my answer. And whether it's correct or not, I'll just have to take the hit. I will. I'll just have to take the hit. I'm I'm okay taking the hit whether I'm right or wrong, but I want to know do you wash chicken? Yes or no? 833-212-1017 is the number. The reason I'm asking is because I cook a lot. So I'm one of those people. I hit the internet and I I, I try to do quality, um, well, um, thought out answers, right? So I go looking and I ask around and I say, hey, when you do this, do you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And I want to get an answer. I don't I don't think it's that hard. I I admit that I'm not a great cooker. And those things that I do cook, I cook okay. But I want to know. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sir Chance, you're on the new 1017 the truth. Good afternoon, Dr. Ken. Hey, hey, how's it going, man? Again. I'm good. I'm good. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Okay, so yes, my answer was no to that question. Okay. Um, and for years I've known that even as a chef once upon a time, uh, pretty much is they teach you, you know, you're not supposed to rinse any type of poultry due to the possibility of cross-contamination. But what do you mean cross-contamination? Uh, what do you mean by anything that? Anything around you. Like if you rinse that off, uh-huh. if you have anything around you, such as if you touch it, you got to wash your hands, and if you move it back in the pan, you got to you got to do so much around you. I mean, you can't do it. I'm not saying. I mean, people. But do if it. I but if I touch the it. chicken, I got to wash my hands anyway, right? Yes, you do. But we're going to talk about what's around it when you okay. do wash it. Around like what? Such as this. If you wash it in the sink, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're speaking in terms of the countertop. Right. Any utensils around you, damn you, you, you pretty much got to scrub everything down because of that salmonella is going to rest on that, and that's just bacteria, and you just basically got to GI that entire area and treat it almost. But what if it like doesn't have salmonella? Thing? What, the poultry, yeah. the chicken? Or does, or does all poultry have salmonella? Uh, that that uh, is pretty much um, poultry. So, so that's the assumption does. made that you, you assume that poultry has salmonella. So you got to cook it at a certain thing and you don't rinse it because you can contaminate. Contaminate what? Like utensils or plates or like? Everything around. Oh. I mean. So you're talking about the splash. It's not. It's, it's pretty much it's not recommended. It just can be spread to other fruit, or foods, utensils and surfaces. Wow. And that's summed up as cross-contamination. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much textbook, Dr. Ken. Now, lo and behold, I know a lot of people, they, they can't. They will cut a chicken up, and you will see them washing it in the sink, and no one gets sick in the house. Uh, but that's just a rule of thumb. Um, I mean. So how would you learn that? Like, how would you even know that? How would you know? I have never, ever, ever heard don't wash poultry. And, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Never heard that. I'm t- look, I'm trying to be honest, and you're making me feel bad. 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to well, make me look that bad, but I mean, I look dumb enough. But think about it. I've, I've never heard don't wash poultry. And when you say poultry, you mean just chicken? Pretty much chicken okay. is, is the main thing, chicken. I, okay. I really can't, you know, venture on other poultry food items. But I know, uh, typically speaking, if you run a restaurant or just a, a food processing place in the USDA, just happens to do a surprise pop-up, and he um, sees someone washing chicken, he can shut it down, he can write it up, he has the discretion to do that. I know that, that's how serious that wow. is. In terms, I mean, I mean, wow, they don't recommend it. Um, so, mm. but uh, I mean, you can't. It's, uh, to me, to be perfectly honest, I don't. But I, if I would, if I, if I would give you my, I would my recommendation would be at your own discretion. And so, how and be and be diligent. And so, I so at what temperature do I cook it then to kill any germs or all that? Like, do you do you do you Suggest I this this is mine. Uh, uh, fur, um, what what is it? The, the you know the 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 hair ends. You know where the hair sticks into the bird. All the feathers. Um, do you do you recommend burning the hair off and stuff like that? Oh no 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 you, no! <laughs> Actually, once you put that bad boy in the oven and you turn it to three seventy five and you do it for anywhere from thirty five to fifty five minutes. Depending on mm-hmm. how you want to cook it, mm-hmm. uh, you're good. That's gonna that's good. the bacteria is good to go as far as once it's in the oven. Uh, I was just speaking in terms of uh, prior to. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of cleanup. That's all. That's all that's okay. about. It's just the cleanup. It's not. So it's really no, not the. Do that. It's, it's not the before. Head. It's the after part. That when you wash it, that's what it causes. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Good to yes. know. The residual, pretty much the residual effect of. Oh how much could be around, how much could be splattering when you put the water on there, depending on how you wash it. If you have a designated pan and water and you can do that, you have gloves on and you rip them. It's, it's oh, my good. Okay. All right. I know. So, I know. so really what I'm hearing is this. What about when I want to put it? First of all, I can clean up the area and be done with it afterwards if I choose to. But I don't know. Is a grill going to get up over 165 degrees? That, that's what I was reading. It said from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, food safety experts said that when you do it, um, some people rinse it under running water or a strainer. Others soak it in a container of water, use salt water, vinegar, lemon juice to try to clean their poultry. But other sources say splash can contaminate and cause harmful bacteria, including salmonella and campylobacter or whatever it is. So they're saying okay, well, that you got to cook it at a minimum of 165 degrees Fahrenheit to kill the bacteria. Yes, that's 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 true. That's true. And then afterwards, they suggest that's, you wash your hands for 20 seconds. Oh well, yeah, I, I mean they they, they pretty much after. sum it up and say when wow. when consumers think that they're effectively cleaning after washing poultry, the study shows that bacteria can easily spread to other surfaces. And wow. Food. So they, that's why they say, hey, just don't wash freaking chicken. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what they say. But if you're thorough at what you do, right. and, and I am too, I, I, if I, if I want to wash it, if I, get, if I buy some bird that's on sale, a whole chicken, <laughs> like Myra has I'm washing it. a whole chicken, yeah. and you're just not going to throw that thing in the oven. I mean, right. if I look at it and say, you know what, uh, 
if I pull it out the freezer and, and thaw it, even when you pull it out the freezer and thaw it, you put it in a Ziploc and then you put it in the water that way and then you throw the Ziploc after you can, you know, because you you got to touch it to season it all. Right. Like the chicken doesn't look bad. Right. And sometimes chicken have boo-boo in it and they have all these parts in it. You want to get that out of it. So sometimes you have no choice. I would it's think you would want to clean it anyway. Clean your sink I when know. you're done and be done I with know. it. I know. Okay. I know. I know. That's that's kind of gross to me. I'm sorry. Don't wash your chicken? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but if, if if you go to a high-end five-star restaurant. They don't anyone, wash their chicken, do they? Chicken, you just you ponder that question. They'll be like, oh, no, that's a red flag. Oh, so what we're going to do is not eat chicken anywhere outside my house. As damage control, I think that might be a, 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 a pretty, pretty <laughs> fair decision. But it's a little rash. But you know, I, I would. Well, what do you, I, I would well wait say, a minute! You just told me that they don't wash their chicken. If I prefer to have chicken that's washed, I'm not eating at your establishment. That's fair, isn't okay. it? It's my money. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> most, most definitely, most definitely. That's true. That's true. Uh, next time I see but you, we got to have not, a talk. Baby, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I, I'm going to give you another stat. 90% of the people wash their chicken before cooking it. So yeah, they do. Stat. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Nine out of every ten, including our black folk. And you know how we are about our chicken. And when we burn something, we get something together in the kitchen, and we want the collard greens, and we want to roll it. We're going to wash that bad cheese. boy first. I, I'm just saying. But nine then out just, of 10. But just wash the sink, too, then. That's all. You've got to wash the sink. I mean, you don't wow. hear a lot about food poisoning that way because people really just, they have to be on top of the sink and everything else around it. Wow. And you do that, you're fine. But don't touch the chicken and then turn the oven on without washing your hands. And then you touch that oven on, later on to cut the oven off, and there you are licking all the juices off. You're talking about, mm, it's good. You got that sound, mm. that's cross-contamination. That's, mm. that's what the fear marketing is all about. I think that's where it all started. But keep in mind, if they say 9 out of 10, 90 percent, I'm looking at the stats right now. I'm reading on the computer. 90 percent of people say they wash their chicken before cooking. I'm just it's not historically, eating. I'm not eating chicken. historically called chicken washing. I'm not eating chicken. Okay, thanks. <laughs> all right. Take care, Sir Chance. All right, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Okay, so I can't eat chicken. I can't eat pork. I can't. What's what's left? Steak. Hmm. Interesting. Traffic, weather, and sports up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on one zero one seven The Truth, The Truth app, and one zero one seven The Truth dot com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I am your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I said I was going to tell you my take, my rendition, my idea as to whether or not you should wash your chicken, which is kind of even sounds dumb. Don't wash chicken. Chicken is one of the most popular foods in America. You can bake it, you can broil it, you can fry it, you can grill it, you can roast it. But should you wash it? So a lot of people say you should, but a lot of people say you shouldn't. Did you have a question? No, a comment. Do you think it matters if you want to wash it based on how they're raised? So like, for instance, I have friends that, grow their own chickens and they feed them. But how would you know that? You know what I mean? What do you mean? When I come across chicken, I don't think how, (laughs) first of all, I'm not buying chicken from people on the street. So I don't, I don't, I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't like, what are the differences? So like if you get like um, chicken that's put in some factory and they're just like cooking them, you know, or you have free range chicken or there's another term Mm. for it. Okay, so, like, does it, that matter to you? Because as it, they said with the restaurants, like, if it's, they don't wash it at all. So, if I'm, like, I know that chicken's been in this field and it's been cleaned and cooked and since the egg to now it's been taken care of, like, does that make it matter to you? I don't care. I'm not a follower of whether or not it's a free range and the eggs taste better versus free range and it doesn't. That's, me, that's, to me, that's ridiculous. I don't really care whether or not a a, a, a a, a rooster, who, who gives it? Who, a hen is treated in some immaculate way like a queen in a penthouse to, to lay an egg that tastes better to one person and not the other. For me, that's a lot of work. Um, so I don't differentiate chicken from free range, only eating organic food, um, all that, when in the end it's going to die and I'm going to eat it. I think it should be clean. I don't care where it came from. But I've I've never usually when I had unreadiness about the taste of chicken, it was how it was cooked or the lack thereof. But never I never differentiated. I remember I was in a store and I, I simply asked the question, uh, telling somebody these eggs were made with free range chickens, why is that important? The person literally started hollering at me. This person that worked at the store started hollering at me. What do you mean you don't know? And goes on this diatribe about how I should know how chicken are made because if I don't, then I'm supporting all this ridiculousness. And I went, for a chicken? And you don't even know me? And I simply asked you what that was? And now you're berating me, telling me I should know? Excuse me? So I went straight to the manager and went, what's wrong with this person? Well, you know, they're trying to explain. I'm like, you're not listening because you're agreeing with them. Nobody's going to holler at me about free range chickens laying eggs so the eggs taste better. I can appreciate that, but that's all. I just asked what the sign meant. This was some years ago. And so since then, whenever I hear free range okay like i don't know what the difference would be because a happy bird versus oh sorry an unhappy bird it's a dead bird 
It's more so like the industry it comes from, which I'm expl- I'm explaining to you. I'm, you just don't care at all. I don't. I don't really. Okay. I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't like. I like it's not gonna change my perception of chicken. It's chicken and it's dead, and I'm gonna eat it. Cause then you all start doing that with cows. Then you start doing it with pigs, and then it'll just ruin my my future with meat. And I'm not trying to ruin. I don't care. Look, I don't care if anybody's a vegan. Got it? I don't care if you don't eat meat. I do. Too bad. That's it. Now, years ago, me and me and Sheree got into a dust up because uh, what were we? What were we? I forget what it was about. Some kind of pizza she eats. I was like, ah! but I just, I'm just not, and I'm not changing my ways. And you're not going to. Talk me into changing my ways. So why why argue about something? Neither one of us is going to change. It's just, yeah. I like meat. I like my steak medium rare. I like my chicken cooked, preferably roasted or roasted, if that makes sense. Um, and you know, baked, which I guess is baked and roasted, roasted um, pork chops. But my favorite absolute meat, my absolute favorite meat is lamb chops. I make the a perfect set of lamb chops using the right amount of water, minced onions, um, paprika, and a microwave. It is phenomenal. That's my best meal that I can cook. But evidently... Food uh, safety experts said that you should not wash raw chicken before cooking it because you can spread harmful bacteria around your kitchen, potentially causing foodborne illnesses. Unless you stop afterwards and wash everything or like, I don't know. So. And then it said if you cook it at 165 degrees or higher, 165 degrees Fahrenheit recommends the temperature. Um, Rinsing is not going to get rid of all the bacteria in your raw chicken. The only way to fully to make it fully safe is to fully cook it to that safe internal temperature, not external, internal. That's why you got to stick the, I think about how many Thanksgiving turkeys I've eaten. And I used to always ask as a kid, well, why do you have to stick that thing in to see how warm it is? And it's to kill the bacteria. Then they recommend washing your hands 20 seconds before, 20 seconds after, 20 seconds after handling food, clean countertops, sinks with hot soapy water, and disinfecting surfaces with sanitizing utensils and products designed to eliminate illness causing bacteria. So I've, I've, I'm not reading that out loud, but anyway, the stuff that comes out of chickens. I've decided it's really easy. I'm never going to eat again. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I am your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. You ever try to print something that was in an email only to realize that the email doesn't divide into pages? So you have no idea what you're getting. It just says print. And I did that one time and there were like 17 pages. I was like, really? So now I just cut and paste and print and I'm I'm excited. And, and the reason I say that is I'm excited because I have a guest coming in today who who kind of does the same thing that I love to do. And that's read books. And so um, Radia Hubert is coming in. Or is it Hubbard? She'll tell me when she gets here. <laughs> She's the organizer for the 15th annual Great Midwest Book Fest held on Saturday, June 17th at um Exchange event and creative space from one to four this Saturday. So she's going to come in there. There they have an annual book fair focuses on 10 to 12 African-American authors who sell their books and it's open to the public and all that stuff. And we'll talk about that. And it's been online before and now they're face to face. And I, I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm a bookaholic. See what I should have did. It said, in order for me to understand and recognize and realize these books, I need all 10 to 12 books. Copies. But in order for me to know how to read them, I need them signed by the author. No, I'm just kidding. I, th- I think that's great. I think those are those are some things that our community um, lacks when it when it comes to books and literary things. Delta Sigma Theta does a really great job at their literary luncheon. And, um, yeah, so there are some things coming up in the future. I think you'll have, you know, a really good time doing. All right, then. Al said uh, they already do that with cows and all other animals. Well, I get it, but I'm I'm just, I'm not going to notice whether or not somebody was free range and ate grass instead of meat. I, I just... Like on the on the high range of me caring about stuff, that's not one of them. Like I'm not you, you're not me, so we we're different. And and I think that's okay. Mr. Madi said, I believe everything you see in here will be eating grass. <laughs> you need to quit. Uh OGRD said, I never heard that either. I always wash and clean meat. Well, poultry, which is a whole other thing. Uh, let me let me just ask, what kind of meats are considered poultry? And don't laugh at me because, you know, I'm I'm pretty open, even though sometimes people tell me, you know, that's too much information. But I don't, I don't know. Um, poultry is any domesticated bird used for food, chicken, turkey, goose, duck, Rock Cornish hens and game birds such as pheasant, squab, um, and guinea fowl. Also includes huge birds such as ostrich, emu. Somebody would eat emu? Oh, no. And Rhea, which is a bird. It says ratitis, ratites. Wow. Interesting. They're a species of emu. Okay. Oh. <laughs> emu. A species of emu? Like it's more than one. It's more than one. Whatever. 
833-212-1017 is the number. So I'm excited. Um, we're going to talk about this Midwest. Great Midwest. Great Midwest book fest. What I'm going to ask is I'm upset at the Great Midwest book fest because it's the annual, 15th annual. And I'm like, well, how did I miss this? I'm upset now. I'm upset. And I'm reading some of these authors. 12 African-American authors selling their own books. The first hour will be dedicated. Yeah, we gonna, this This will be great. This will be great. I love stuff like this. I'm an, I'm an avid book reader. Um, I'm, a, I'm a more avid book. Well, let me think. I think I have more physical books than I have audio books. Even though, well, let me check my library. I have 352 titles in my audiobook library, and I've listened to them all. Some of them multiple times, actually. Because some of them make me feel like, hey, this is a pretty good book. And so I listen to audiobooks, especially when I travel. Um, the best audiobook I've ever read, and I'm still trying to get her in the studio, is... Um, and Rhea, remind me to Isabella Wilkerson, The Warmth of Other Sons, and she's also the author of Cast, which I've been talking about for the last, I don't know, 10 years, that if we would just move away from the race piece and start looking at money, start looking at servitude, start looking at how we work, I think it'll change the argument and change how we look at the world. I think it'll change what we scream and holler about. And then they give us those things and nothing changes. That's interesting. And after we have our guests, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how, how people are complaining, right? About shared revenue. We always want to share revenue, shared revenue, more for the teachers, more for the teachers. And now public educators are blasting the shared revenue compromise, saying it's a bad deal for public schools. Why is that? I wonder why that is. So we'll talk about that after we have our guest, Ms. Hubbard. And the teachers union is saying it should be rejected in its entirety. I don't understand it. We always say we want more money. Then we get more money. And they don't want it. Public K-12 schools across Wisconsin get a total funding increase of more than a billion dollars. And it adds up to $325 increase per student. They cover 33% of special ed and we'll reimburse districts for 29% of those costs. So what are we upset about? So we'll, we'll get into that after our book interview and um, take a peek. So start getting ready to discuss that because I don't understand it. I don't like what, what exactly. And I think what's happening is the school choice part of it is upsetting them because they expanded school choice and opened up an additional 20,000 seats statewide. But if you don't have the student, why would you need the money for the student? 
it's it doesn't it's it's weird. And so we'll talk about that. We'll get into that and much, much more um, in the five o'clock hour. It's 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 foreign to me to want money for kids that aren't there. I don't know. Maybe I should ask for a raise and then I don't have to come to work. Maybe that'll work. But we'll get into that and more. Stay tuned. Books in the five o'clock hour.